welcome to the Misophonia Podcast. This is episode 16 of season 3. My name's Adil Mod, and I have Misophonia. This week's interview is finally out of Germany after three weeks straight, and we're going to catch up with a past guest, Tim, who was actually the fourth person I interviewed. Many of you uh, filled out a Misophonia survey by Tim for a project he's working on, and we'll get a little update on that. We'll hear how it's been like to be at college as they start opening back up in person, as well as some success he's been having handling his misophonia through a couple of mental and physical shifts in his life. I just checked the calendar for future interviews for season four, and it looks like there are at least 22 interviews lined up already to be recorded in March. So that's going to be another solid season here in 2021. Always room for more, so you can go to the website, misophoniapodcast.com, and find the Be A Guest link. I've been also forgetting to mention our contact info up front, so um, just to let you know, you can email me at hello at misophoniapodcast.com, or find us on social at misophoniapodcast. All right, let's just get into this week's catch-up conversation with Tim. Tim, welcome back to the podcast. Oh yeah, glad to be here again. Yeah. So, um, why don't we maybe give a little, I mean, you were on one of the, you know, first five or I didn't even look back actually the first five or six episodes. Yeah. I think I was um, actually episode four. It was, uh, yeah. December 4th is when you posted it of last year. Right. So, so yeah, we, I know, I remember, you know, when we talked a little bit about obviously your, your past, we talked about, uh, you know, I want to hear how things are going at school. Obviously we did not anticipate, you know, the changes. Be yeah. That's been a whole school. thing. Yeah, and then you were working on some interesting projects, and you had like a survey that a lot of people, I think, uh, responded to. So, yeah, um, and it's actually come up on a couple episodes. People have referred to. Yeah, that, that's so. right. I rem- I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah. Got to yeah. hear someone else talk about me. It was very fun. <laughs> right, right, in a good way, at least on tape. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, why don't we? Uh, yeah, why don't we? Go back to like what's what's been going. Do you want to talk about maybe that that survey since we're there and uh, how things have gone since then? I'm sure people would be curious, like what happened yeah. to their uh, responses. Yeah, yeah, I can cover that briefly. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, sometime I think it was early spring of 2020, I sent out a survey uh, asking people, you know, a couple questions about misophonia and what kind of triggers they had and what what they would like to see and you know things to help them um it was crazy i got like 300 responses in two days absolutely incredible i only needed like 50 and so i got all this data it was awesome um and the reason i'm i I put out that survey is i'm working on a project to help people cope with misophonia better i can't say too much about it obviously um you know ndas and copyrights and blah 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 but Basically, what I'm working on is some sort of device to help people block out triggers way better. And I've actually made some significant progress on it recently. So, and the surveys helped with that tremendously. Um, I was able to get some more funding and stuff um, because of the, the answers from the surveys. So if I have, if I, you know, make some huge progress and have something, meaningful to talk about um hopefully sometime in the near future i will you know post that somewhere you know 
So hopefully you'll be hearing something good soon. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it briefly, like off off the air-ish, because yeah. uh, yeah. it's kind of hush-hush and very exciting. Um, yeah, so that's that's cool. Definitely be... Um, um, yeah, we'd love to get the yeah. get the scoop on if uh, if there's any good progress on that. So, oh yeah, no. Um, if once, yes. once once something that I can talk about happens, I will be talking about it because I'm pretty yeah. excited. And again, yeah. just thank you everybody who did the surveys. I know it was something little, but it really really helped me out. So I really appreciate it. And it was awesome, just like hearing from, you know, basically over 300 people who had misophonia. And I emailed a lot of you guys back, and we had small conversations. It was really great. Yeah, it's a great community type people, and oh, yeah. uh, we all we all look out for each other. So yeah, that's that's great with the with the survey. Um, yeah. So, but you're still in school, right? Is that uh, is that yes. the case uh, down yeah. uh, down in Missouri? So you want to talk about not, not oh Missouri. Mississippi? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm a recent American citizen, so uh, come here. <laughs> um, so we talked. Yeah, I guess it was late last year, and uh, the world was all relatively rosy mm -hmm. um people were going into school people were going to work um want to yeah. talk about like what's what's it been like since march i guess for you yeah well i guess starting with march uh, obviously you know mississippi state the university you know closed down they shut off campus i had to go back home and do, finish you know the rest of the semester online and that was kind of tough because you know, for one, I didn't have my own room anymore. I had to live with my family and the internet was bad and people didn't know how to do online classes. And all in all, it was just like a heightened level of stress. And you combined that with, you know, living with people again. And that was, that was really tough to handle. Um, that was actually when I bought some noise canceling headphones instead of just a little earbuds. That helped tremendously. I got the Sonys. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, the new Sony's, uh, the, I think the Mark IVs just came out, or maybe yeah, I, I ended up getting the Mark IIIs actually, which was yeah. frustrating because I got them right before the IVs came out, and yeah, so they were super yeah. expensive. And then the IVs came right. out and they dropped like a hundred bucks, yeah. and I was like, man, yeah, should have waited like a week. But yeah, that's twenty twenty. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and I had my I had my uh, internship over the summer canceled, and so I had oh. to work construction, which wasn't bad. Um, but, you know, I had to live with my family over the whole summer instead of what I was expecting, which was getting my own apartment somewhere else and living yeah. by myself and all that. And so. And you have a relatively large family, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have nine siblings. Some of them have moved out. So I think over the summer, how many were there? One, two, three. I want to say I think seven siblings and my two parents, uh, including me, uh, were, were in the house this summer. And so that's that's a lot of people. And for most of the summer, I was sharing a room with one of my brothers. And that gets tough on its own because he doesn't have misophonia and we have very different schedules. Yeah. And so there, there's a little bit of tension there. Um, yeah. I'll say the worst part of the entire summer was the last five weeks because I was working a full time job. And then I decided to take physics two in five weeks, which was a really smart idea. Um, like a compressed schedule for this one yeah. course? Okay. Yeah. And fortunately, it was only physics too, but it was really, really difficult because I had like yeah. two-hour classes, two-hour videos to watch every single day after I got home from work. And so I was drinking, you know, three monsters a day, barely getting any sleep, that sort of thing. And yeah, combined with the stress and all of that, my misophonia 
it's probably the worst it's been in a couple years, to be honest. Those, mm. those last few weeks, it was really bad. But fortunately, they let us come back to campus this semester. Some of the classes are online, some of them are in person. So I get to live in my single dorm room again, and I get to you know get enough sleep, exercise, and all that stuff. So it's it's gotten better since then. So you're you're in your single dorm room, meaning it's that it's that single apartment. It's just you in there. Yep. Now it is yeah, it is nice. on a hallway with other dorm rooms, but right. it's my own little space. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's nice. And uh, and and how is that? How is that floor? Like, is it? Uh, do they respect uh, sound after hours kind of thing, or is it... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I okay. haven't had any problems. Normally, the people in this storm are... We all we all basically are here because we want quiet and we want to be away from people. And mm. so everybody pretty much just, you know, keeps their distance, keeps the volume down. You know, we're all yeah. pretty respectful of that, which is good. Yeah, keeping your distance. This is one of the uh, things that I think uh, <laughs> would be a great uh, permanent change for, for us to be so Oh, fellas. yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you thought about that? Like, uh, yeah, obviously you've had some rough, rough patches with uh, because of COVID being at home, uh, obviously not fun, doing a compressed schedule um, at home, not being fun. But have you thought about some of the maybe the, the positives that, that, that you want to see continue? Um, you know, honestly, maybe that's it. Just, just staying away from people apart, if you, if you want to, that, if you want to. Yeah. yeah. Apart from the fact that it's a lot easier right now to just not be around people. Yeah. You know, and I have a better excuse not to eat with people at the moment, you know, cause like everybody's gonna have their masks off and whatever. And so I can make that an excuse. Right. But other than that, honestly, there's, there's not really a whole ton that I, that I like except for being alone. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, that, that, that's a big thing in those moments when, when uh, you don't want to be triggered, just, uh, just being able to be alone and separated from people, I guess is, yeah. you know, it, it's, 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 nice. it's good. It's, it's good. I think, I think going forward, it will be easier to have that option. Um, yeah. And so. I think, I think people are more like comfortable with just saying, Hey, I don't want to hang out or stuff like right, that that's, because right. we've had to get comfortable with it. And that's another plus. So. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, see, so yeah, that, that's, you, you know, you spent your summer with your family. You got a pretty large family and you have other siblings. You were living with your brother who didn't have Misa, but I think you do have siblings with Misophonia as well. Right? Yeah, actually, um, it used to be just me, my dad, and his has gotten better. I talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. And then my little brother. But that number has grown since then. Uh, two of my younger sisters have also developed misophonia to some extent Wait, since we since we talked yeah Last, oh, okay okay yeah so the the number is growing i think at this point they outnumber the non-misophones in the house so that's oh. cool. <laughs> like a little uh, supreme court situation here pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interesting so how has okay yeah let's I, I you know without uh you know we don't need to like uh maybe put words in people's mouth or whatever I, yeah. I, but i'd love to have your siblings on the podcast if they wanted to um and curious how did that uh how did that develop did it develop kind of during um or did it kind of come out during this COVID time when everyone had to be back together or was it brewing slowly for them I'm just curious how at this age that they start yeah. to exhibit signs uh i have i have four younger siblings and um there's my younger sister then younger brother then two more sisters and so my younger brother's the one who, who developed it, you know, a few years ago. 
and then the sister younger than him she just started developing it not not very majorly as far as i know but she's been having some triggers and i think that's just you know classic onset of puberty that sort of thing you know oh, okay. a little so a little late are... yeah right. you know but i think i don't remember how old she is i think she's shoot <laughs> i think hey, she's you gotta 16. it's hard to keep track yeah, yeah yeah tell me about it but um the sister right below me she had visual triggers for a while before she had any oh, auditory oh. triggers which is interesting it's really yeah. strange but recently i think in the past you know uh, eight ten months or so she started developing some auditory triggers and those just kind of exponentially exploded along with mm. her visual triggers i think it has to do with stress and yeah uh, she had a not great job for a while at mm -hmm. a kitchen and so that could have something to do with it but right. yeah okay okay interesting yeah that's uh so yeah you you can you're, you're your uh, some of your siblings are obviously around that age when this kind of usually starts um, yeah interesting okay um and so has that kind of changed the dynamics in the house at all like have um have just everyone suddenly have soundproof bedrooms <laughs> and, <laughs> man uh, i, I like, wish uh, strict regulations uh posted <laughs> on the fridge honestly that would be great but really the only things now are you know we have two different tables where we eat at all the non-missophones ah. eat at one table all the missophones eat at another table with earbuds and in it oh, okay yeah and maybe the chairs are facing outward <laughs> yeah table. yeah and no, um <laughs> and you know there's it's a very common conversation now yeah. that like hey you know this is triggering me um and you know since there's so many people who have misophonia who are now living at the house it's become a lot more of like a, a thing that we have to work through you know because there's a yeah. lot more there's a lot more character conflict that goes on because so many people have so many different triggers and they all deal with them so differently and, okay yeah so it's so your yeah. triggers are, are fairly different so it's hard to kind of like uh kind of centralize on exactly like, okay, we're going to cut this out and everyone's happy but it, it's yeah everyone's kind of triggering each other because you all have different triggers exactly yeah 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 and my, my sister has the mostly visual triggers you know it's a lot harder for her she can't just put in earbuds and block it out right. and also she she tends to be a lot more like upfront and blunt than the rest of us about things which is I like that it's a good trait but when it comes to misophonia and like dealing sensitively with other people it's a lot harder and so that yeah. you know that's created a thing that we you know we, we need to work on as a as a family you know because we have other people in the family who are very sensitive and you know who kind of they're they're you know they, they blame themselves for things and stuff like that and so we have some dynamics like that that make it really hard to work out i guess yeah it's it's the it's all this uh the guilt and shame that gets kind of exactly. thrown around yeah and every, everybody's whether... feeling guilty for things that other people yeah. are doing and yeah gotcha and and but are you the um um your younger siblings are probably still living at home permanent like um, yes full-time right so they haven't yeah. really they haven't really spent <laughs> a lot of time outside in the world like yeah that, to that negotiate through life together so that uh, that'll be interesting or might kind of um smooth some things out yeah, the, the sister has the visual triggers. She, 
she has like a full-time job and she you know is going to college part-time so mm-hmm. you know she she's experienced that more but she's never lived anywhere except for the home so yeah yeah gotcha and uh i know my um i had my my next door neighbor who's a, a pastor on the show uh and he's only got like one or two triggers but um like uh you know his um uh the the uh church that he's pastor at is shut down basically until january i I think you go to church a lot um Mm -hmm. has that is that still going on and and is um was was that a trigger in the past um i I hear from folks who go to church that churches are are definitely a uh can be a not the best location (laughs) Um, yeah so right now it's kind of 50 50. so the the church that i go to uh in mississippi we're doing two services so that we can split people up and we're live streaming the services. So, you know, there's, there's not a whole ton of people who actually attend the church. It's, it's, you know, maybe two thirds attendance, Yeah. but it, it is still, you know, a pretty triggering situation. I play in the worship band most of the time. So, you know, during, during the songs and whatever, I'm fine because I'm playing music. What do you play by the way? Around me. Pretty much anything to be honest. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, guitar, yeah, nice. bass, mandolin, you know, drums, yeah. it all, it, whatever they need that week, pretty much. Wow, that's cool. But, you know, dur- during the sermon, you know, there's just one guy talking up front. Everybody else is, you know, dead silent. And... Ish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're not making any talking noises. They're clicking pens <laughs> and fidgeting and, right. you know, waving their legs. And all the little children are very restless. Yeah. And so I always sit in the very first row and I always have my earbuds in with white noise. And that, that tends to help because I don't get I think the visual. And... Yeah, I, I forget. I know I've talked about this with a few people and you might've been the first where we kind of like debated the, um, the back versus front of the room yeah. um, thing. And uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think <laughs> uh, if, I were, if I were in a situation like that, I would want to be in the front with the white noise or- Oh yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm really always a front music. guy. Yeah. yeah. You got all, all your senses covered, then you know. Exactly, it's unless, kind of like a natural, the, uh, natural barrier. Yeah, your head right. and your field of vision. Right, and then hopefully the speaker is in front of a really, really big uh, podium, so you can't see anything. <laughs> or she. Yeah, uh, Nor- so, normally, normally he's yeah. pretty good about it. He hasn't done much yeah. to trigger me, and if the speaker is mic'd properly, oh, you know, yeah. he won't be moving noisy. But sometimes there's there's a pastor who. You know his voice just—it's just not right. You know, maybe his mouth has some residue in it or something yep. like that, and it's just—it's just bad. Yep. But it's honestly, bad. that's even worse in the live stream because you're only getting that. So I try to go to the regular services instead. Oh, you, did you say it's worse in the live stream? Yeah, yeah. Because okay, in okay. the in in the actual you know building, the. You know, you're you're not just getting the mic sound. You're also getting the natural sound. You're getting the reverb. You're getting the reflections. All that stuff. So it kind of masks it out to some extent. But on the yeah. live stream, it's just what's coming in from the microphone, and it's normally very dry audio, and it's very up close. And so, if there is any sort of triggering noise, it's going to be there, and it's going to be loud. So. Well, you should do what I do and just pump pump in some brown noise into the live stream, and then. Uh... <laughs> I so wish I good. was in control of that. <laughs> right. It would, it would affect like one or two people probably listening. So it's probably not, not worth the effort. Yeah. People look at you like you're a psycho. Um, they already do. It's okay. I'm using yeah. it. <laughs> oh, so do the people, um, 
do do people at your well yeah maybe just at, at your church do they know about your misophonia like yeah like outside of outside of your family and, and yeah and, honestly this is a, this is actually something that i kind of want to talk about so i'm going to take yeah. that question and make it broader if that's okay of course so it at the church like the, the people i you know the band members people like that they kind of know that something is up with me you know that sometimes <laughs> noises bother me yeah. Well, hopefully not from the glare anymore. I'm trying okay. to get better yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one guy, you know, he chews gum and he's pretty loud with it. So if he's ever chewing gum during rehearsal, he'll be like, hey, can you stop chewing gum? He's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're like kind of aware that something is happening. I haven't really told them what it is. I think I've tossed out the name a few times. But, you know, for the most part, it, it doesn't cause problems. If they ask me to sit with them, it depends on how I'm feeling. You know, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Other times it's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to have to sit in the front. I can't, I can't <laughs> deal with it today. You know, because one of them is like super restless and yeah. he's a drummer. And so he's constantly like drumming on things. Oh, God. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to call him out or anything. He's a great, amazing dude. Love him to death. His but... name is Michael. No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, Making making that question broader, you know, yeah. telling people that's actually something that uh, came up in the convention. That's another thing. Attended the convention uh, like, oh, this past last, weekend? last weekend. Yeah, yeah, I thought it I was saw awesome. your name there. Yeah, yeah right, I, right. I attended your little session. It was good yeah. to like see your face combined with the voice yeah. and have like a mental picture of what you look like now. Yeah. So that's cool. But highly I recommend. I, sh I shaved in the middle of the convention, so that might have been when I had my big beard, and then I shaved it. The I next think day, so. I, I think it was a clean I think shaving. It was a deal. It, well, it wasn't clean shaven. You had the beard. Okay. So, okay. okay. Gotcha. Which, by the way, right. I think looks great. You should keep it. Okay. It came up in the convention. Like one of the sessions I attended was, you know, how do you tell people? When do you tell people? Uh, that sort of thing, and something that I have started doing recently that I brought up in that session was. I don't, I don't like to introduce it to people when I'm being triggered because we all know that's a landmine. Like there's so many yep. things that could go wrong. If you, if you, you know, let yourself slip for a second, you can get really angry and then you can accidentally blame the other person. They can get upset and they can make it worse and you know, blah, blah, blah. So what I like to do is the people that I, you know, hang out with a decent amount, I like to just bring it up just kind of as a, as a very small conversation point you know, just some random time. I'm not being triggered. We're all having fun. You know, I'll br bring it up as like a talking about a past event or something like that, you know, and I'll explain what it is very briefly. And then anytime we hang out, you know, maybe not anytime, but sometimes when we hang out, I'll throw it out as a joke or if somebody's, you know, going to get a snack and I know I can handle it, um, I'll just bring it up like, hey, better not eat for too long, you know, and we'll, we'll just talk about it briefly. And so what I do is I like, I bring it up in normal times so that when I'm triggered, I don't have to introduce it to them. Yeah. And it's also not, they know it's not like this gigantic, huge deal. It's just something that I have to deal with. And so, so far that's worked out great. I don't know, okay. you know, how it's going to continue working. I've only been doing it for like two months, but the people that I hang out with, like they're, they're super understanding now. They don't get upset about it. You know, we, we can find a compromise normally. Like one of the guys I hang out with a lot, you know, he was he was gonna eat some goldfish and I was like, Hey, how long are you gonna be eating that? And he was like, It's just gonna take me five minutes. And I was like, Okay, I have a time box now, you know, I can deal with this. It's perfect. And nothing bad happened. And so because he knew like why I was asking that, 
it was it was able to not be a bad situation, I guess. Yeah. So when you when you first bring it up, um, and you say you bring it up, bring it up quickly. I think that's kind of where people are uh, kind of maybe get a little stressed out. It's like, okay, well, I, if I'm trying to bring it up and semi casually and within like a short period of time, like they're worried about, okay, what? Should, how should I phrase it? What should I say? <laughs> Because uh, like a lot yeah. of pressure. Because uh, if you f up that moment, um, <laughs> you know, like you said, it's it can be kind of a landmine. So, do you have kind of something in your head that you, that you, uh, you know, some bullet points that you always hit? Yeah, yeah. Normally, I I mention it's some sort of you know processing disorder, neurological disorder, you know, uh, sound processing thingy. You know, whatever you want to say, it makes it clear it's like something that's happening physiologically in your brain. And As you say that it ha- it's happening to you because uh, you know if, if you suddenly come out with that randomly and like a, and people might look at you with like really big eyes, <laughs> like uh, why are we? Honestly, we were just we were just talking about a movie <laughs> and now we're talking about your new relationship. Yeah, nor- normally I just you know it's something that I have it's happening to me. Yeah, and yeah. normally they're cool with it. You know, now I'm I'm around college students. You know, and right. we tend to be fairly aware, if not over aware, about that sort of thing. So it's a little easier for me but yeah I, I mentioned you know it's a processing disorder um certain sounds bother me um that, that's really about it i don't i don't try to get into specifics i don't try to give like a life yeah. story or and i never ever ever get into like the you know the thoughts and the reactions that we have because no. of it, cause that's yeah you, do, no. you don't want to tell that to someone unless no. you already have a solid friendship with them yes, and yes you know that sort of thing because if you just blurt out to a random stranger hey i have murderous rage thoughts sometimes <laughs> they're they're not going to like you yeah. that much unless yeah. they're a fellow misophone then it'll be an instant connection but. you especially want to keep those uh keep keep that away from a school environment these days exactly so, yeah. yeah yeah that that would not be good yeah that's not going to hold up in court <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. anyways um Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, that's great. Just to kind of keep it, yeah, keep it very t- uh, kind of um, high level and uh, yeah. and and fairly short. And then the other question is like, how um, is it? You know, are you like, you know, is it people that you know relatively well, or is it you know someone that you know everyone in class kind of thing? Uh, people you just met. Like, uh, how do you think about you know who to tell? Yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, it's only people that I see somewhat regularly. Um, you know, honest, obviously, if there's a, you know, an urgent situation, kind of an emergency situation, and someone needs to know, I will tell them. But for the most part, it's normally after I've hung out with someone a few times, and I know that I'm going to be hanging out with them more, so I need to kind of, you know, get this out in the open before it's too late. Um, there was one time the the there's this guy who. I was giving him a ride somewhere. The first time I'd actually like met him in person. I, I kind of knew him and I knew we'd be hanging out more. And he got into the car and he was chewing gum. And I was like, oh, okay, I have to, you know, I have to say something. So I did say something and it turned out it was okay. He's fine. We're all cool. But normally I like to just tell people after I know them a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not the kind of person to, you know, stand up in class and be like, hey, everybody. I have a problem and I need you all to deal with it, you know. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we're, we're I mean, misophones, we're relatively self-aware compared to, uh, to the general population. So we kind of, I, I would well, hope so, yeah. You know, if uh, <laughs> if it's obviously somebody that we're only going to see once, they don't need to know. But if it's yeah, somebody exactly. that uh, we feel like we're going to 
see regularly. Um, we can yeah. also maybe cut those people some slack, but if exactly. it's people we're going to see regularly, um, yeah, they need to, they need to, they need to know and get their, yeah. uh, get their act together. And um, the, the, the ironic thing is like when I tell someone, you know, and, and they know what it is, I automatically feel more comfortable. And so I'm, I can deal with the triggers better because I'm in a comfortable situation. And so if you tell someone about misophonia and if they know about it, for the most part, you won't have to bring it up as much in triggering situations. And, you know, it's a little counterintuitive, but yeah, that's been my experience so far. Yeah. Again, so you wanted to, um, you see, so you want, you want to talk about the kind of a broader, um, in a in a broader manner is there is there uh anything else you want to say about like you know how you share it with people um outside of school even too or um some strategies you have there um I mean, or maybe only, not I, I yeah yeah i'm trying i'm trying to think i don't really have much contact with people outside of school right now because you yeah. know we're all locked down and stuff i will say one more thing making it a joke can feel like you're minimizing yourself but if you explain it first and then joke about it afterwards, that is super helpful. It's healthy for you. It makes other people feel more comfortable. It, you know, makes it makes them know that it's still something that's important to you, but that you can take it. You know, you can you you're not super serious about it. Right. And my experience so far has been, if I joke about it with people, when there's a triggering situation, it won't be very emotionally charged but they'll still you know do what they need to do to stop triggering me which is good yeah that's kind of the ideal balance there exactly um because humor is is yeah humor is a great um great coping mechanism i guess the one fear that some people would have is like if you're if you joke about it too early mm -hmm. or if it, it, is the other person other people around you actually going to take it seriously exactly it, that's that's the know? line to toe yeah it's a mm -hmm. tough one mm -hmm. yeah but i think it's a line worth <laughs> worth going oh for. absolutely yeah um so another uh another thing i want to talk about so is this your freshman year at uh at college is is this current year yeah oh actually no. well was last year your freshman year last year was sophomore year so i'm a junior sophomore now. year okay okay yeah. so yeah you're you're in the middle of it uh regardless um this you know in the past year i had uh, i think natalie from ucla who started the uh yeah. student misophonia group um i, I just call it something different misophonia support group <laughs> or something like that yeah, but anyways um you know i was really excited uh to see that group first and then ha then have her on um is do you you know have you seen anything like that or have met anyone else um at your school to maybe start a group um have you already thought about that i've actually thought about it a lot and over the summer i did i did try to make some connections and get that to happen but i personally don't know anyone on campus who has misophonia there's there's one girl that i know i think she has it but it's not yeah. very bad and yeah. we don't really talk about it much so other than her, I don't know anybody else. And I, you know, I went to the student services people and they were like, yeah, you know, to make a, to make a student group, you have to have five members, blah, blah, okay. blah. So, you know, if well, I meet five to... people who have misophonia, yeah. I will absolutely start something. But for now, you know, it's, I can't really. So. So just try to trigger that girl as much as possible. <laughs> just, need three, just need three more people and then you're good. <laughs> I have, I have seriously considered get, getting a, getting a table, you know, and setting it outside the union yeah. and just like, 
I, I've considered that. I don't know if I want to do it yet or not. But if I get desperate, I probably will. So. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, you must have um, you just cork boards or bulletin boards around campus that you can just throw um, throw something up there. Maybe yeah, get, I might get be somebody able to, to uh, get somebody to uh, to notice, um, especially maybe near a library or or dorm. Yeah. Um, especially dorm people are probably anyone with misophonia is probably running running out of school, <laughs> going back to their going back to their dorm. That may yeah. be a good time to catch they're either, them. They're either either in the dorm I'm in, or they're yeah. off campus somewhere living by themselves. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So, but and then so you haven't met anybody at school who's got miso, or at least is uh, kind of uh, aware of it, or or talking about it. Um, and yeah, I guess you, so you don't really have other than your family in school. You don't really have much too much contact with people. But uh, we may have covered this last time. But have you um, have you have you come across other people uh, other than online who've got misophonia? Um. Maybe yet. I guess it through church. I don't know if uh, you would have met anybody. I, I know there's I know there's somebody or at least a couple people. I think they were in person. I'm not sure, and I do not remember them at all. So <laughs> I guess the answer is I think so, but yeah. I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah. For yeah, the for yeah. the most part, my communication with other misophones is either with my family, or right. you know online. Um, I've met a few people through your podcast. Uh, I met a few people in yeah. the uh you know in the convention and so yeah so do you want to talk about uh so i yeah i was at the convention just uh, obviously my talks i had like two or three that i was a part of but um what were some of the other um what were some of the other you know, highlight um sessions that you that you went to okay um well some some of the most fascinating ones i thought were you know the medical research ones mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. especially dr menino his, you know, he's all Brand about like the, yeah. exactly ne- neuroscience and physics and all sorts of cool stuff. Just genius. Um, so that that was really interesting to see the advancements in the study of like what's actually happening with our brains and how that connects with misophonia and stuff like that. Um, I attended one talk with maybe well, one talk with uh, Dr. Jaffe. That was the one about you know how to tell people when to tell people. That was a really good. Uh, it was kind of like an open yeah. group discussion. That was good. Right. Yeah. All yeah, in all, that's... just the presentations about, you know, the actual science of it. Those were my favorite apart from discussions. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be good to, um, hopefully next year we'll be in person. We get to kind of get the, get everyone together in one, in one place. It's always, uh, it's always <laughs> yeah. a good time to, uh, I think we were trying to get it. They were they were trying to get it to be in uh, I think Philadelphia this year, but uh, yeah, obviously that felt there. Maybe they'll try that again next year, or I hope find so. A new location. I hope at least but, it's like uh, a hybrid, because mm-hmm. I'd really prefer to you know meet people in person. I think that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people are afraid of that, but uh, I can I can tell you that uh, a lot a lot of us go there because the um, the in person part of it is. Uh, is yeah you can't you can't beat that that's yeah. uh even though we're all misophones there's something about that uh just being surrounded by other misophones exactly. i mean at least you get to do that all the time at home but it's uh probably a little different it's definitely different. Be around people yeah. who have different life stories but are yeah. all kind of uh, have this common um illness <laughs> yeah i will say the the most 
unexpected thing for me was how comfortable I felt. Like normally I'm really good at talking to new people. You know, I'm a fairly outgoing person. I can kind of put myself out there, but there's always, you know, like a level of stress and stuff like that. When, when I got on like the first, you know, group calls on Thursday evening, like I, I felt completely comfortable. It was like I already knew all these people. It was like I was continuing a conversation that we'd had earlier. Very, very surreal experience. Yeah, man. Like I, just, I, I just joined a call. I jumped yeah. in. They were talking about something. I piped in a little bit. And, you know, then we talked for two hours. And it was like, wow. I, I have not met these people before, but I automatically feel an yeah. instant connection with them. And it's not yeah. even like we spoke a connection. We didn't talk about, you know, oh, we all have misophonia. We're the same. It was just something that I felt, you know? Yeah. Really, really cool experience. Yeah. No, it's that's exactly how uh yeah, that you can have said it I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself. That's uh that's how it's always felt like when I've gone in person. It's like uh even if you don't know even if you haven't said a one word, you've kind of you kinda of know half of them because you yeah, know exactly. this gigantic uh part of it. So um, yeah, sometimes we just, I mean, a lot of time we're all, intro, a lot of us are introverts. You're, you're, you're more of an extrovert. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm introvert, an introvert for sure. Yeah. Even the introverts are just chatting up with each other. Yeah. And, uh, and, but then even we can just wallow in silence and we feel comfortable and we kind of know, feel like we know each other. So yeah, exactly. it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, there are, um, if you don't mind me butting in, there are yeah, two yeah. things that, that I want to get to before the interview's over, if that's okay. Oh, of okay. course, yes. That's what, <laughs> that was my next thing. I was going to be like, uh, yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear what, else, uh, what else we should need okay, to, perfect. to catch So they, they can kind of come from, come from this conversation about the convention. Um, yeah. one, of the, one of the sessions I attended was uh, by Dr. Menino. He was talking about yoga and movement and, uh, related to misophonia. And that kind of got me thinking about something I've been doing recently that I hadn't really thought about, but after the session, I thought about it and I was like, wow, that's really important. So something that I started doing this semester, um, especially is taking more care of like my physical health. Um, because in the past I've kind of been, you know, lackluster, I eat kind of healthy. I exercised occasionally. I got some sleep. I drank some caffeine, but this semester I really wanted to crack down and, and, you know, work on, work on yeah. my physical health. And so, you know, I've, I've been doing weight workouts every morning. Uh, I cycle three times a week. I use a boxing bag twice a week. Uh, I've been doing yoga whenever I get the chance. And something interesting that happened is when I started doing those things and when I started getting more sleep, regular sleep, and I, I have basically cut off caffeine completely, like my misophonia suddenly got way less sensitive. I, I wasn't really expecting that, but I've been able to deal with triggers recently that I could never have dealt with last year. You know, stuff that would have sent me into a panic attack last year, I can handle without earbuds in. And it, it's, it's literally that drastic. It's, yep. it's not like, a, you know, oh, it's slightly better. It's like night and day how different it is. And by, by no means is my misophonia cured. I still have triggers. I still have all the reactions. It's still tough, but it's, it's just like such a drastic difference in two months of regular, you know, exercise and stuff. And I was listening to my interview last year, partially cause you know, I just wanted to hear what I sounded like back then and partially to, yeah. you know, know, know what I talked about. And one of the things I said 
you asked me what my coping mechanisms were and I said headphones was my biggest thing like earbuds and headphones playing white noise that was what I considered kind of the most important coping mechanism and honestly at this point I'd kind of have to disagree because you know earbuds are great you know they help in the you know the emergency situations nothing beats them for blocking out trigger noises but and now I kind of think that that's secondary to like the the, the physical health and sleep, sleep schedule and, and stuff yeah you know i did i didn't think that uh, i you know people say yeah if you work out you know your emotional health will be better blah 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 you know and i, I kind of believed it i kind of bought it didn't really do much with it but honestly just two months even one month of regular working out and like doing stuff like that and yeah you know it takes two hours out of my day but being like to totally honest, that is the biggest difference I've seen with anything I've done about misophonia ever. It's better than earbuds. It's better than you know any sort of drug you might take. It's better than therapy. It's better than you know playing mind games with yourself, trying to think your way out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that I guess that that's that's one of the things that that I kind of wanted to bring up in the interview is. You know, a lot of people I've been I've been on the the um, you know support groups on Facebook, um, you know stuff like that, and you know in your interviews people are normally talking about their life stories and stuff, and that is fantastic. And some something I wanted to add to that is, you know, kind of a, instead of ranting like on the support groups and stuff like that, I kind of wanted to give a. I guess a success story. It's not exactly a success story. I am very much in the middle of it. And yeah. it's not cured my misophonia by any means. But I kind of wanted to give, I guess, encouragement uh, to people and something to do because it's not like exercising is this huge life changing thing. You know, you don't even have to do everything that I do. And it's not like you're, you know, getting surgery or going to therapy three times a week and trying to like rewire your brain or anything. It's just something simple. You can do, you know, 20 minutes. You just yeah. do a quick, you know, uh, workout in the morning, go for a run, anything. If you do that regularly, like that's probably going to help your misophonia more than anything else. Cause I know it has for me. And has many other uh, benefits too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just reinforces misophonia is just part of your, I mean, it's a health issue and, exactly. uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and obviously we've talked many times that it's uh, exacerbated by stress. Mm -hmm. So, um, and exercise and sleep, um, any you know, any issues with that will will cause stress. So, um, yeah, exactly. that's that's great yeah. that that's been working out for you. And I hope, um, yeah, definitely more people exercise better, try to get more sleep um, because I think you're. Is it? Do you feel like it's the? Um, uh, you said you know you're still getting triggered, but it, does it feel like the recover that recovery period is getting shorter? Like being yeah. able to come back. Yeah. Yeah. The, the recovery back. period is way shorter. Is My it the tolerance peaks are lower? Triggers, okay. Okay. Tolerance for triggers. Yeah. Yeah. So no, normally it's with the it's with the smaller triggers that I can deal with better. You know, at yeah. this point, if it's a small trigger, I can just gloss over it and barely have yeah. any reaction. I can That's deal with huge. it so quickly. You yeah. know. Now, obviously. If there's five people eating around me and I have to deal with that for 30 minutes, yeah, I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna have a panic attack because that's yeah. just what happens with my brain. But right. just average day-to-day -day situations and experiences, 
it's become increasingly to the point where I kind of just gloss over the triggers. You know, I deal with them and I move on. There's no pause. There's no, okay, I have to sit for five minutes yeah. and recover. It's it's much more just like a, you know, it's it's like I'm stepping over a pebble instead of trying to climb a step, I guess. Yeah. If that, if that makes any sense. Of course, yeah. That's huge because I think a lot of triggers get uh, are probably... Um, you know, I wonder what that threshold is. Someone should maybe do a study of like uh, how many yeah. triggers, how many triggers are that low level. Uh, I don't mean low level in a way to minimize them, but low level in in the sense that if you were to um, you have a simple exercise um, program and make sure you monitor your sleep, yeah. and you can actually get over that because that could that's I mean that's not insignificant. That could be life changing in oh, terms yeah. of your productivity. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's it's all about the buildup. You know. Yeah. It's it's all about you know you you get you get triggers and you have to deal with them and the more triggers you get the harder it's going to be and this isn't scientific at all but basically what i think about my exercise doing we're not a science podcast don't worry (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like the triggers you know fill up this buffer and then exercising you know empties the buffer it makes it smaller and so if you if you keep that if you kind of get that to an equilibrium you'll be able to handle most triggers in a fairly normal way and yes it'll you still have misophonia like i i still like one of the most important things in my life it you know captivates my thoughts constantly but it's not like it's ruining my life anymore yeah you know it's great. it's more of a something that i can deal with every day and if there is a bigger situation i will have to take bigger measures but for the most part that has been amazing and also caffeine i love caffeine Caffeine is the best. It makes me so much more productive. It makes me concentrate so much better. But I got off caffeine this semester, and my misophonia just instantly got better. Like after I took a week off caffeine, really? I noticed yeah. a huge difference. And that makes me sad because I love my energy drinks. I love the the sharp focus it gives yeah, me. Yeah, Mister um, Three Times a Day Monster. Exactly. <laughs> super productive, like easily yeah. addicted to caffeine person. And I kind of just had to accept that I'm not going to be able to do that because it's it's not worth the consequences. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I've I, I haven't I never drank caffeine for a coffee much for a long time except very recreationally. And then uh, <laughs> um, sounds like a drug, but well, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I mean, lately I've been drinking more just out of habit. I'm at home and whatever. It smells yeah, exactly. good. Um, I don't need it. I kind of I don't know. Feel like I have kind of a natural energy when i'm motivated about a project but i haven't really noticed it maybe make my misophonia worse like you 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 definitely could you know notice a big change um, oh huge yeah, yeah okay cool yeah i should, I should it was actually too. i'm i'm a, i'm an engineer but i have like somewhat of a scientific mind i was conducting experiments yeah. you know on myself basically yeah that's that's what this semester has been and so i conducted experiment with the caffeine i didn't change anything else in my life except for drinking caffeine. And I was drinking caffeine one week, and then I wasn't drinking caffeine the next week, and I compared uh-huh. you know, my triggers. And obviously, there's other variables. There's, I couldn't control my sleep completely. Exercise wasn't completely constant, but for the most part, the caffeine was the large variable, and I did notice a huge difference in less people got punched in the face. And my yeah. general mood, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was, there, there was much less of that. <laughs> 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 Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I really like that analogy you said earlier about the uh, the buffer filling up, um, and um, 
with more exercise that's you're you're kind of clearing that out more and more exactly. so it's not overflowing uh, it's yeah. kind of like water boiling and keeping the temperature just just enough just low enough that it um doesn't overflow exactly um, yeah 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 interesting and a punching cool. bag has helped dramatically yeah. with that right, like, em right emptying emptying all those angry thoughts you just bring all the stuff up to the surface and you punch it out yeah you feel a lot better afterwards so you do you do do you actually think about i mean i mean punch bags are a great exercise but i'm curious if in your mind you ever um come back from a trigger or uh, kind of imagine that you're punching out misophonia consciously yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. cool that's kind of part of the exercise is i bring all that stuff up i put on my heavy metal you know, I just kind of get in the zone and yeah. I just get all the anger out in a constructive way instead of stuffing it in. Because I'm a huge stuffer. I like to suppress things. I don't yeah, like emotions. Yeah, a lot of us and do. so, yeah. you know, it takes some practice, but it's also a good way to gauge how stressed out I am. Because yeah. the more I bring to the punching bag, the more stressed out I am. If I don't bring as much, I know I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Very cool. Um, before we get to um, your heavy metal recommendations, is there anything <laughs> else you wanted to uh, share? Maybe um, that yeah, there was learned over the last year. Yeah, one one last thought, um, and it kind of came from the convention. Kind of came from my own thoughts over the summer, because I was dealing with misophonia in a whole different way. You know, with the with the virus and being it with my family when I didn't expect to, and all the other things that combined the summer. I was I was really thinking a lot about misophonia and there was kind of like a paradigm shift that happened in in the way i thought about it and this is this is very thin ice what i'm about to go on to um so i tried i tried to write it out <laughs> i tried to write it out so that i actually said what i was thinking um so i feel like back when i first figured out what misophonia was and a lot of us when we first developed misophonia you know we kind of think about it in terms of we're the victim and they're the perpetrator you know, they're doing the triggers and we're being harmed by them. Um, or like, a, you know, somebody's, they're the triggerer and we're the triggerees, I guess. Yeah. But over the summer, kind of a shift happened and I, I kind of stopped thinking like that. I, I stopped assigning blame to people. Um, the way I started thinking about it is, you know, my brain just happens to react to sounds differently than other people. So I need to take steps to handle that. It's kind of like um, putting on reading glasses when you have to read something. It's just your body handles things in a different way. And so, you know, you have to do something to, to help because your body can't handle that specific environment on its own. You know, so, and I'm not saying that, oh, this is completely our problem. You know, it's your fault. You have to deal with it on your own. You know, not, nothing like that. If you need to ask someone else to stop, you should absolutely do that. I do that a lot more so than I have in the past. And, but it's, it's not like, hey, you're doing this to me. You need to stop. It's like, hey, there's this thing in my brain. Can we work together so that we can, we can handle the situation? You know, it's not a, there, there's, there's, there's no blame. There's no guilt. There's nothing like that. Nobody's doing anything against anybody else. It's more just, okay, there's this thing. I'm going to deal with it however I need to deal with it. And if that includes asking other people to stop, I will do that. If that means leaving a room, I'm going to do that. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. 
And ever since I started thinking about it that way, it's, it's been a little bit easier to talk to people about it. It's been a little bit easier to ask people to stop. Um, it hasn't like made my misophonia better, but it's given me much more of a productive approach to handling it, I guess. And I brought that up in, uh, in one of the, one of the discussions at the conference, it started the whole thing. Like there were people on both sides. It was a debate. It was fun, very exciting. Yeah. And so I know, it, I know it's thin ice. I know people have very different opinions on it. And some people really hate the idea of thinking about it like that, but it's really helped me. And you know, if it helps you, yay, I guess. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to share that. And I wanted to share it in a way where I'd actually thought it out and written it down. So I said what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, it's about it's kind of consciously. Ground. Yeah. Well, it's about consciously kind of maybe consulting yourself first, right? Before um, assigning blame or anything to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and it's come yeah. up a few times on the podcast where it's like, um, you, you know, at least in terms of how to phrase it to other people, um, by by not mm -hmm. necessarily coming out in the first sentence. Exactly. Like, you need to stop hurting me you're going to kill me and, <laughs> and instead um kind of kind of framing it as um um i i have my brain has problems processing certain types of sounds and you happen to be making that sound right now um and so yeah I, yeah it, it's, it's interesting that there would be a kind of a debate i can see as a touchy subject because we're oh, yeah. kind of oh, very touchy. Yeah. Our, our our brains have been wired for years and decades to kind of uh assign a you know a fear factor <laughs> exactly but yeah. um but you know the, the easiest person you know the most convenient person we have to talk to are our, is ourselves <laughs> so, exactly uh, might as well yeah. start there and if you can make some progress it seems like you have that's i mean that's great yeah um that's great dude we've like talked we've covered like physical and mental um uh, kind of uh health and kind of how to kind of take care of both this is uh this has been super super helpful um, yeah i hope it's and, i hope it's helpful for some, for some people yeah. who are listening we'll have to when i do the new uh, website i'll have to have like uh, uh workout routines and uh on you know little misophonia pickup recovery workout routines <laughs> or something um do you uh, yeah anything else you want to share um that you've kind of come up with or heard recently Man, um, well, that might be it. I mean, we, I, I, I'll cut this part <laughs> out if it's like those are two huge, meaty, meaty, uh, really helpful <laughs> subjects already. So uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I I wrote some talking points down, um, and yeah. we've covered all the talking points. Sweet. So cool. Well, Tim, um, yeah, this is it's been great to catch up. The first kind of uh, catch up episode, uh, first first person to be on the uh, on the podcast twice. Yeah, yeah very thanks exciting. so much. Um, yeah, great insights here. And uh, but this is not the last we've heard from Tim. I think uh, your project, your secret project that you're working on, I think <laughs> is going to be um, you know potentially you know groundbreaking for for. Ms. I Sophia. really hope so. And um, really, yeah, really grateful that you're working on that. And I wish you the wish you the best of luck. And I can't wait to hear um, good stuff from that. Yeah, it was good catching up with you too, Adil. I uh, really really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, and hope to see you in person, maybe at uh, at uh, the next convention. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Always great to catch great to catch up with uh, my miso friends, and in this case too, super excited about this uh, project Tim is working on. 
If there are any more developments, I'll be sure to report here on the show. Remember, you can reach out at any time on Instagram or Facebook at Misophonia Podcast and Twitter at Misophonia Show. If you're enjoying the shows, please hit the, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just actually hit the stars. You don't even have to write anything. Music, as always, is by Moby. And until next week, wishing you peace and quiet.